Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. This is episode 37. And for those that don't know us by now, we are a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic and one of us is not. But somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work. That butt was bigger than ever. Yes, it was. But big butt. It's, it's a, a big, big butt. butt. Yes. How's it going today? I feel great. Yeah. I'm wearing my Mickey Waffle shirt. I got my matching phone case. We've got our bride <laughs> and groom ears adorning our table. I, I mean, it's wonderful. I can't believe you have a matching shirt to your, your phone case. For, and it's a Disney waffle. It's a Mickey waffle. That's insane. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 not insane. It's a lifestyle. It's a, t- it's a tad crazy. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my Mickey mug. Yeah, I'm excited like for you. Shaped like the entire cup is like a Mickey shaped thing. No, 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 no. It's it's like more than bottom. that. It's a hidden Mickey. It's a hidden Mickey. Because you have to drink it in order to see the Mickey. It has a Mickey handle. It's crazy. It's yeah. a crazy mug. Crazy awesome. Yeah. Headlines. All right. Big headlines this week. So the first headline, there's something that they introduced called Theme Park Extra. Hmm. And you know you don't even believe what what this is. So <laughs> okay. it's it's basically for an additional $50 a day, mm-hmm. you can get three fast passes in any of the parks. So you can do multiple parks if that's what you're choosing is. Mm-hmm. And you will get a preferred seating spot for the nighttime spectacular of your choice. Mm-hmm. However, to do this, you have to be staying in a club level of a, of a resort yeah, or sense. in a particular villa. But you still have to pay the fifty dollars a day, and you have to be having, or you have to have at least a three-day park ticket. Hmm. So, and and people are really, their the reviews are mixed on this one. Because like you can do this, but you have to be like real fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or and people are also concerned that it's going to limit the availability for attractions for the regular people who are not going to pay the fifty dollars or who are not staying club level. Yeah. Damn. That's hard. Yeah, and I mean, people are bringing up things about, you know, Flight of Passage, for instance, in Pandora. The Fast Passes are so so difficult to get already. Well, now they're going to be even more difficult. Yeah. But Disney did state that it's not going to change Fast Pass reservations for the common folk. Common folk. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it because I guess we haven't really seen how it's going to affect everybody. And if it even works. Yeah. Yeah. But if it does work, they're probably going to expand it to different, you know, more make it more available mm. to you. Maybe you'll just get a discount if you're staying club level. So instead of $50, it's like $100. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because it's like the the system at Universal. Well, I don't I don't know because I've never actually used the system at Universal, but I know you do have to pay for that preferred line status. Yeah. So That makes sense. Yeah. It'll shake out. Okay. We'll see how we'll it goes. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, next headline. This one totally caught me off guard. I didn't see it coming, but when I read some articles about it, okay, I could have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. All the background music in Hollywood studios has been changed. All of it. Well, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the confirmation of all of it, but a lot of it has been yeah. changed. And what they're doing is unincorporating non-Disney properties from their background loops. So they're making it more Disney-fied. And what Disney said was that the the reason why they're doing it is because it's like you're going to be stepping into your own adventure. And it's all a part of the rebranding of Hollywood Studios, which now, of course, after I hear that, of course it makes sense. Of course they're going to change the music eventually. The whole vibe. I know. The whole whole vibe. vibe, The whole vibe. I get it. Music is one of those things, too. It's like one of those unconscious things in the background that 
totally affect your mood, and yeah. you don't even realize it. It's amazing. Yeah. Disney mind control. Yeah. Always thinking about it. Hidden messages in the music. Are there? Aren't there? I don't know. Probably. There well. might not be. I hope there is. <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. Next headline. Minnie Mouse has gotten a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Does Mickey have one? Yes, Damn, he does. Damn, scandalous. I wonder why that took so long. Well, do you want to know when he got his star? Yeah. 1978. Wow. On his 50th birthday. Wow. Yeah, and so Minnie, it's Probably 2018 Mickey. now, oh, okay. so that's what, 40 years later? Yeah. Wow, 40 years it took for, for Minnie Mouse herself to get one. I feel like that's, you know, playing in trends with, you know, with... with like e- equality and the all that climate, kind of stuff. That kind yeah. of climate that's going on. Yeah, like women equality and race equality, all that stuff. I think that's like playing into it probably. But you want to hear some surprising things? Because <laughs> I read up on it. So a couple of things about the Mickey star. Mm-hmm. He he got it. Well, I already said he got it on his 50th birthday. He was the first fictional character to ever have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Cool. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And I was wondering if Minnie Mouse was the first Disney female character to mm-hmm. get a, a star, but she wasn't actually. So what were the other one, or what are, what are the other examples of stars? What do you mean? like fictional? Stars. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Snow White oh, okay. was the first one, and she came in 1987. And then, um, oh, then I take it back. Oh, so she's not pioneering. N- yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was gonna be the first one. Yeah, and also, uh, Tinkerbell in 2010, she Smart. got one too. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's not, she's not technically pioneering, but it did take her a long time because you figure she's been around since Mickey. Yeah, and she, it still took her 40 more years. 40 years is a lot. I wonder what the narrative is. Like, I wonder if, like, they're, you know, what, what the conversations are behind the scenes of, like, all right, we really need to start, like, you know, upticking, you know, our marketing for, for Mini. Because maybe, like, the minivans, you know, like, all that. Yeah. You know, like, all that stuff is maybe, like, a part of some big grand scheme of, like, making, like, Mickey the face of Disney. I mean, Minnie the face of Disney. <gasps> what if that happens? Rebranding. It could. You see what, you know what's crazy about that? Is that they're coming out with, like, a Mickey ride. Yeah. Which means, like, they're taking away, like, that part of him that's, like, that was always there in terms of, like, he was, like, the face of, but you never had a ride for it. Mm-hmm. Is there a mini ride? Well, Minnie's going to be on that ride oh. as well. Well, that theory goes out the window. But still. You were really, really passionate I was tugging on something there. But, okay, well, I still think, I don't know, they're maybe they're making, like, a crazy push for marketing for Minnie. Well, they definitely market Minnie's style. So... The, the blogs that are that are Disney sponsored, they mm-hmm. they always talk about, oh, rock the dots, like polka dots, because that's Ms. Minnie's signature look. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can definitely, and especially with the popularity of like rose gold mini ears and everybody's making their own ears. Yeah. I mean, I can see that transition happening and Disney's kind of late on the bandwagon, actually. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yes. no, I already, already gave my thoughts on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were finished so far. All right, well... Last headline. Mm -hmm. The Festival of the Arts at Epcot is back. Okay. And I'm so excited because last year, it was the inaugural year, which means it was the first one. Mm -hmm. It blew my mind. It was so awesome because it like combines an art festival with Disney. So they have all these amazing renditions. It's like, okay, you know the art of Disney? Mm -hmm. The, the, The store. Yes. All over Epcot. 
Imagine oh, okay. that. Imagine it just exploded all over Epcot. Did Damn, I go there's to that? food. No, I went alone. Oh, okay. I went all alone. Well, yeah. I drove up there alone, but then I met um, Matthew and Michelle. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. But it's back, and it's going to be better than ever, and I can't wait for us to plan our trip. When does it start? It already started. Mm. We only have a few weeks left. I want you to put that in your mind. Okay. It was so much Podcast record. All right. Okay. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And something I didn't do last year was see the Broadway shows because it's supposed to be a combination of the culinary, visual, and performing arts. And I did not get a taste of the performing arts last year. Mm. So it's Broadway stars singing Disney songs. Oh, cool. I know. That's pretty cool. I know it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, I'm really, really excited about that. And if you are there or going there, I have a lot of FOMO. Yeah. But anywho, so let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today, which... I don't really have a big impact on, but it's going to be, Richie's going to be the star of the show. Yes, for once. (laughs) You're always the star. I get to talk more. (laughs) So, today's episode is going to be about how Bitcoin is like the, what's the mountain called? Big Thunder Mountain? The the first mountain. Matterhorn. Matterhorn, okay. So today's episode is going to be how Bitcoin is like the Matterhorn Mountain. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, but the entire episode is going to be about under, like trying to help understand what Bitcoin and blockchain is and how it can apply to Disney. And we're also going to talk about how, fun fact for the world, there was a, there was a blockchain coin technology, which is something similar to what Bitcoin is. There was a Bitcoin that Disney basically made. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, in like the main part of Disney, but it was at a Disney um, incubator or something like at some office that was owned by Disney. They where they invest in like emerging technologies and things like that. Someone came up with this idea and it was made under the Disney name. But then later, because it's because of the nature of these technologies, most of it is open sourced and open for everyone. So they, they actually turned it into a different name, but it was made by Disney. Is it still Disney's coin? I don't think it's. I don't think it's still Disney's coin. They they made a foundation out of it, basically. But it was it was from Disney. I feel like it was them just saying like, "Wow, this technology is going to be big. Let's investigate right now." Okay, we're done. We're done investigating. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it was it was made into a foundation, um, and not actually. I, I don't think it's. I mean, I don't know like if the exact specifics of what who has what ownership. But I do know that it's currently under its own foundation name and not under the actual like Disney name. Mm, okay, gotcha. But and before we really get into everything, I want everyone to understand that I am not a financial advisor, <laughs> and I am just now starting to research about how these technologies work. And none of this is any sort of investment advice. So don't go out there and start spending your life savings on this technology. On Disney's Bitcoin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So we're first going to start about like trying to understand what is Bitcoin act like anyway and why is it important? Okay. So because we have to have an understanding as to what it is before we can talk about how it can be applied at Disney. Okay. Right. So blockchain and Bitcoin. Bitcoin was. So let's make the comparison first. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Bitcoin is something that's used and made on top of the blockchain technology. So it's like the first type of blockchain coin. 
And really quick, blockchain, yeah. just simply define that. So blockchain is basically a system of like code, like computer code that was written. And it's like out on the internet, which basically decentralizes data information. So previously, so previously, I know I'm losing you here. Okay. <laughs> so previously when data is stored, for example, like if you have a bank, all the information from that bank is stored on one server in like the headquarters of that bank or whatever in one place. Mm -hmm. But what Bitcoin has done is they've made it possible to store pieces of information across like a whole network of computers. So that and they have all have the exact same copy, which basically prevents like fraud or altering of those like uh, documents and data and things like that. So that's where the whole decentralization comes from so like it's supposed to be a decentralized system of data storage okay so like again instead of having data on one computer like say like, like let's let's make like a home computer an example instead of storing all your word files on one computer um where that's like if that thing gets deleted off this one computer it's gone forever you actually are able to store it instead of on one computer on a thousand computers to to verify that that one thing is always going to be there always and forever is it related to, and I don't know, the concept sounds a lot like a cloud. Yes. Like cloud storage. Yes, it is like a cloud storage. But a cloud, the difference is, is that a cloud storage, you're still accessing, even though you can access information from different computers, it's still stored in one place. Mm, okay. That's, the, that's like the difference. It's still like, even though it's cloud and it seems like it's decentralized because you can go to like the next computer next door and just log into your Dropbox account and still get the same information. It's still stored at Dropbox. So here's my question then in terms of security. Yeah. So if it's stored across all these different, in all these different sites, yeah. doesn't that just by statistically make it more easy to get access to private information because it is available on so many different areas? Well, the goal, most of it is actually not intended to be technically private. It oh, actually okay. is supposed to be like open source. And like, I mean, there is some like differences of like opinions where some people do want private money, but for the most part, it's, it's actually made for the openness of everything. Mm -hmm. So, and because of that, and in terms of security, so a lot of people are, are worried about, you know, it being internet money. And they're, well, what if it gets stolen and things like that? But blockchain is actually technically more secure than a central system because if it's gone from that one central place, that's it. But if I have if I have money on a blockchain and my computer gets hacked and someone tries to take that money, there's a thousand other computers that says, no, that actually never happened because we have copies and we know exactly what was what actually was supposed to happen, not off of that one computer that just got hacked. Okay, so like if I have my money at a bank and the bank gets robbed or the accounts get, you know, frauded, yeah. then that like, let's say they had bad customer service and they say, oh, no, it's gone. I don't yeah, know where it exactly. went. exactly. But this prevents that basically. This prevents that, yeah. Now there are, there has been like instances where money has been, like places have been hacked, but that's happened because there's companies and, and software that gets built on top of the blockchain. So it's like, think of like you're in a car and someone just put like another car on top of you and you're still rolling along that car. There's been instances where that top car got stolen, but never has it, was it hacked into like the main car, or like that main like interior blockchain or whatever. So you're still safe in the car. 
so you're still safe in the car. Well, no, 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 but that's the thing. Like sometimes the money, you, you transfer your money to that other car and that whole thing gets stolen, but that's because that top car didn't have good security or whatever. Okay. So like there is a lot of ways that you can get your money stolen. There's a ton of scams out there and people taking like this Bitcoins from people. So if you do decide to get into investing in this kind of thing or you want to put money in there, like you have to be extremely careful because you can get your money stolen still. So it's only it's it's only as safe as you like do your research to find out. Like if you do everything right, it's literally impossible for your money to get stolen. Literally impossible. Mm -hmm. But there's a ton of things you can do wrong. And it's because it's all new. We have no idea like what the general practices are. So it's, it's so a lot of people are like losing money or it's getting hacked and things like that because it's so new. No one really knows exactly how to actually keep it safe. Um, but it's actually the safest way of keeping something if you do it right. I mean, it's pretty interesting because the way you're explaining it now makes it seem pretty accessible to understand. So if you figure, you know, paper money, money that we're all used to carrying in our pockets and our wallets, well, you know, well, we can say credit cards too, to mm -hmm. go with that. But, you know, if you go to a different country for the first time and you mm -hmm. didn't realize that pickpocketing was a big deal because you didn't do your research beforehand, exactly. you can get your, your money stolen right out of your pocket because you didn't know and do your research yes. ahead of time. Yes. So it's definitely like in the comparisons, they, they line up. Yeah, exactly. So the reason they call it blockchain is because um, every transaction that happens gets stored on one block. And then after that, all the other new transactions that come in the next, you know, given time, whatever that time may be, that gets stored on the next block. And then, but they're all linked together. So you, if you're on one block, you can always go back to the previous block to see what the information was. So that's why it makes it a, a block chain. Okay. So which makes it very similar to train carts, like on, um, you know, Big Thunder Mountain, let's say. So that brings me to my comparison as to why, like, Bitcoin is like the, Mat the Matterhorn. Okay. Right? So Bitcoin was the first type of coin to be produced and like coded onto the blockchain technology, just as how as being a mountain of a roller coaster at Disney, the Matterhorn was the first one. Yeah. But as we know, after the Matterhorn came Thunder Mountain, came Spaceship Earth, came all these other mountains that were mountains of roller coasters. Point of clarification, Space Mountain, not Spaceship Earth. And Space Mountain was first. Okay, whatever. But anyways. But just as how <laughs> Disney created all these other mountains that are, were roller coasters, they weren't created equally. They're all, they had different things about them, mm -hmm. right? So, which is similar as to what's happening right now in the blockchain technology. Bitcoin being, was the first coin made, but now there's a thousand other coins that are made using this technology, but are have their own different characteristics and have their own features like whether it's lower transaction fees or whether it's quicker transaction processing or whether it's being applied into a different industry and things like that. So that's why there's different coins and things like that, which Disney at the time, they made their own basically new Bitcoin, but it was called Dragon Chain. So that's what Disney owns, which I think was insane that Disney even like allowed this to happen. Okay. Now, okay, just really quick, let's backtrack a little bit before okay. we get to back to Dragon Chain. Okay. So I just want to thought, like, the comparison I'm thinking of in my head, it's in terms of the mountains and each of the different blocks that are making this chain of mountains, for instance, in mm -hmm. Disney. So, like, let's say, like, the thrills were the currency. Like, if thrills were the currency and the Matterhorn closes down for... Matterhorn's a bad example because we're not in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Let's say Space Mountain closes because of refurbishments, mm -hmm. then you will get your thrills from Big Thunder instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Equally. 
Well. But not necessarily because maybe Big Thunder goes faster, whereas Space Mountain is in the dark. So it's not quite the same, but you're going to be thrilled nonetheless. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like an exact thing. Like you can't go to like you're going to get the same excitement of a ride. Yes. But they're not exactly thing. like they're not interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Like you can't show up at a different mountain and expect to have all the same things and features or whatever. Just as how if you hold Ethereum, which is an altcoin to Bitcoin, you can't just like readily use Ethereum like it's Bitcoin. You would actually have to fully convert that currency into a whole nother like Bitcoin. And so altcoins are like alt mountains. So altcoins are alt mountains. Yes. Okay. That is exactly correct. All right. And Bitcoin is the Matterhorn. Matterhorn. And it's alt mountain is space mountain exactly and all the other ones that that will come after it okay now the reason why this technology is crazy and important is because it is now making it much easier to uh use currency instead of having you know paper money that you have to deposit into a bank um and and then have that bank then send it to someone else if you want to pay and then it takes sometimes it takes three to seven business days depending on how you want to send your money and then there's high transaction fees Bitcoin has made it so you can like within minutes send someone else another money, whether even if whether they're in Africa or whether they're next door without worrying about all these different transaction fees and and wire transfers and going through all that stuff. Plus, that information is safely stored across thousands of other computers and data centers. So that information of that transaction can't be lost. Okay. At the same time, too, a lot of people are wondering, well, what's the value? Like, like, why is it valuable? Bitcoin? Right. Yeah. Like people was like, well, it's just it's just something on the Internet. How is that possible? I can't hold that dollar in my hand or I can't hold that gold in my hand. Well, the inventor of this, he he made a limited supply of Bitcoins. He capped it at 21 million. So there's only 21 million Bitcoins ever that can ever be used in currency. So what happens is there's something called a network effect where just as how when the telephone was created, if you had. If only you had a telephone, that telephone's useless. But if your neighbor had a telephone and then their neighbors had also telephones, that's when the telephone became important because it was a network created. Mm -hmm. So similarly with Bitcoin, if only one person holds a Bitcoin, it's useless. But when the world and other merchants and things like that start accepting these types of currencies, that's when it becomes useful because it's a limited supply. So So that means it can be created value once that trust comes into the market understanding that wow bitcoin and other types of altcoins are super secure and super easy and fast to send this money when that network comes that creates the value of that currency and it's why it's valuable and why it's currently worth over ten thousand dollars a coin so it's really really interesting because like as you're saying this i'm thinking like well when walt disney first created the matterhorn he wasn't sure how people would would react to thrill rides Mm -hmm. but then he found that it was really valuable because people did enjoy it. And even in Magic Kingdom, when they made Space Mountain, they noticed there a lot of the people who were visiting the park mm-hmm. were people who would enjoy thrill rides. And that created even more value, like intrinsic value to creating ro- like thrill rides within the park yeah. and make more mountains. Yeah. Yes. So um, I really do apologize if I'm losing people here because I know this is like, and I'm not an expert at it, so it's hard for me to try to break it down um, because I'm also still learning about it. But I do hope that like I'm doing a good job and I hope that you <laughs> we, we do like a quick little recap. So Bitcoin is basically a digital currency. 
um, that can be used to securely pay for things or, or exchange with other people or merchants. Um, but another crazy thing too is like uh, a coin like Ethereum is instead of it actually being a currency, it's a contract that can be stored on these things. So eventually people are going to start using blockchain technologies like Ethereum to make contracts that again are super secured. It's, you know, stored on multiple different servers and, and databases so it can never be altered. But people are going to create contracts to like sell like really important things like cars and houses or real estate. So this really is going to get this like concept of blockchain literally will be in everything that we know, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. Right. For example, I think that there'll be a day that banks will start doing this for, for like, okay, for example, <laughs> when you go to use your credit card at, at any store at Disney or wherever, when you swipe that card, you have no idea the back end of transactions that it takes for your money to be transferred to that other merchant's account. There's a bunch of crazy stuff that happens there, but you have no idea about it. But I do think that one day there will be a time that that transaction in its current process is going to be completely revolutionized to be using blockchain technology, which will be the same thing. You will still show up one day to pay for something and you will swipe your card or scan your phone or whatever, scan your magic band, and you will have no idea that you actually just use blockchain technology there and that there's probably Bitcoins or Ether Ethereum coins that may have like transacted there. Yeah. Which is crazy. So let's really quick, because you briefly mentioned it, the dragon coin. Yes. It Does it look like the Festival of Fantasy Dragon, first of all? No. I have a picture of it that I can show you. Oh, there's really a picture? There's a, they have a logo. Oh my god, I was kidding. No, they have a logo. Anywho, tell yeah. me a little bit more about that particular one since yeah. Disney was involved in it. So they so that particular chain, um, the dragon chain, it's, it's more of like a type of blockchain. So they do have dragon uh, dragon chain tokens that you can trade and use as currency, but the value of those tokens are going to be used to uh, create technologies and applications on top of this blockchain. So they've basically created they basically created their own blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. So now other businesses can now use dragon chain to create their own tokens or create their own applications to be stored using dragon chain's technology. Um, to have either transactions or to have, you know, certain contractual transactions or whatever on that one chain. And I guess it's different um, just based on what you were saying, like in, in terms of processing time, in terms of fees that yeah. are going into it. So that's what kind of differentiates that one from another one. Yeah. So transaction times are a big thing in like determining, like separating one blockchain from another. So sometimes it can take like hours depending on the chain. And sometimes it could be as quickly as like, like 15 seconds. So, you know, messing with that coding of that chain messes with those transaction times. And then also the fees uh, associated with going from one blockchain to the next blockchain is also a factor. So Disney and, and Dragon Chain have come up with their own way and their own technology. Security is also another thing, like, because there's different ways of securing these networks. Mm -hmm. So, which is super complicated. I'm definitely not going to get into that because I, I really don't know about <laughs> Good, it. Good, because you would definitely lose me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that's another thing too. Like they, uh, Dragon Chain have decided a certain way of how they want to secure that particular chain. So, and then marketing and things like that start coming into play and partnerships because you can have a coin, uh, a coin could have been created that could be the exact same thing as Dragon Chain, but because they have certain partnerships and because they have certain marketing, um, it's that network effect. If a bunch of people are on that one, then that one's going to work the best because more people will be on it. So, okay. So then what, cause I know that something we wanted to discuss was how this is going to apply to the Disney consumer, yes. like in part guests. Yes. 
So, well, like on the grand scheme of things, I do think that in the way that things may go, it just makes so much more sense to use payments as using blockchain technology. So I do think that there'll be one day that when you do use your magic band to pay or your credit card to pay that it'll one day be on using blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. However, I think a more practical application that would happen quite soon um, is is uh, is collectibles. So recently, so this is going to be, so now we're going to move into how blockchain can be applied at Disney. Like what are different ways? Because there's other things other than just currency, right? Yeah. That you can use this technology for. Yeah. So we'll move into how the different ways Disney can utilize blockchain. The first one here, and I have a collectibles. So I'm holding up a digitized Mickey pin. And the reason for that is, is that, like I said, with coins like Ethereum, you can build contracts on on these on these technologies that are stored forever and never changed these contracts are basically code right mm -hmm. they're just coding of, of anything now you can code in a computer anything for example you can code the an image of a pin or a, or a mickey mouse or a disney pin or whatever you can code that into existence mm -hmm. right so what i think that disney may one day do is instead of having a pin trading like physical pin trading there might be physical characters of Disney that are created either fictionally or non-fictionally by Disney um, on this network, and and which if I have a collectible, whatever we whatever we call it, which we should come up with a name for it, okay. like you know Disney Bit or something like this Bit, I don't okay. know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But, uh, <laughs> I like it. We can we can create like Disney bits and we can trade them, right? And like I can because again that that blockchain being so secure if i have one disney bit that's say like the ultimate mickey or like the original disney bit mickey if there's only one of those ever created and you have it and i would have it i can then sell that on that same as a currency i can sell that on that chain to someone else or trade it because they have a they have the the mini version of this disney bit so Here's a, here's the thing in terms because since we're talking about collectibles, so I feel like part of the reason why people do collect is so that they can have something tangible, yeah, and so that they can surround themselves with it. Because if it's on my hard drive, mm -hmm. it this Disney bit, I'm not going to be able to see it all the time. I can't just come home mm -hmm. and and look at it and remember feel a it'll be bit on of your joy. phone. Well, I guess it could be on my phone, and it'll show up or your watch, like okay. because because it's 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 technology. It's in like coding. It's just like that thing that we used to have when we were kids. What was the little pet thing that we had in like little Oh, dingies? a Tamagotchi? Yes. So they have that now. It's called CryptoKitties. So they have CryptoKitties that are that are based off of the Ethereum chain that you can go online and you could buy a kitty that is a CryptoKitty. And there's thousands of them out there. Some of them are super rare and some of them are, you know, like dime a dozen. And then they can mate. You can have these kitties mate and create a new super kitty or random kitty or another kitty that also is just you know, like a dozen other ones. So you can have these pins, these Disney bits. Dis pins, Disney bits, Dis yeah. Dis bits. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one will let use Disney, but anyway, Dis bits. Yes. Um, to, and, and, and create value out of just making, oh, if you're the programmer, you're like, oh, this Mickey one, I'm only going to make one. I'm going to yeah. make one and I'm going to give it to first person that subscribes. Yes. And then they're going to have the most valuable Dis bit. Exactly. So, I mean, the, in theory, you can do that, but in reality, it would be the same thing as if you only created one pin, right? It, it wouldn't have that network effect, mm -hmm. right? So, you, like, for simplistic, you know, reasons, I only said about one thing, but essentially, if this was made, it would be made with, you know, 5,000 disbits or whatever, with the possibility of, you know, new disbits coming out every year, mm -hmm. 
by whoever the developers are, they can create new ones. And then those can become rare, collectibles, you can trade them. And and because, again, because these networks are so secure and so um, like set in stone when something happens, that makes it, that, that, that gives it the ability to be a collectible and for you to transfer it and trade on it. Um, but the crazy thing about this is it's similar to the whole bank thing. It's like this pin, if I wanted to trade it to someone in Canada, I'd have to first set up a payment with them, figure out how we're going to exchange these, whether it's exchanging or they're buying it. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that's currency or I have to go to the post office, put it in a package, find out what their address is, ship it to them, hope they get it, hope they get it in good shape, whatever. But if uh, like this bits, you don't have to do all that. You can from your like from wherever you are on your phone, you would be able to make this make this contract with this other person through whatever app that's created mm -hmm. and then you could exchange that collectible um through those contracts and then just by the click of a button there would be some you know back-end verifications it would go to every single blockchain network that would that would understand and verify that that transaction is happening and then 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 there would be transfer of ownership of this disbit so then if if the disbit if it's physically uh, or i guess maybe with crypto keys too it's physically, it's something. It's it's a physical it, contract. Okay, yes, basically. it's something. But mm -hmm. can I exchange that for like Money. services? Yeah, okay. exactly. So like if I want, if I have this disbit, it's worth X amount, like just in dollars, let's say, yeah. because that's what we're familiar with, yeah. like that type of value. Can I pay for my stay at the Wilderness Lodge this year with this little piece of disbit that I have yeah. left over? So the way that if it, if it was based off of the CryptoKitty platform, the way that would work is it would be on the Ethereum, Ethereum blockchain. So to get one of those disbits, you have to pay with Ethereum. And let's say you paid with $100 worth of Ethereum, you would pay for that kitty would be in, or that disbit would be in your ownership. If you wanted to use that as payment, um, two things would have to happen. Either one, the merchant that's taking your money would I, would have to see that that disbit is valuable and they'd be able to accept that disbit from you in whatever currency they like is equivalent to. So if that disbit was worth $100 and you have to pay them $100, if they're like, I love disbits, I will take that disbit from you for this $100 worth of a service, they can do that. The other option would be to, you have to convert that disbit, you'd have to sell that disbit on the market, on the disbit marketplace for Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And then let's say it's $100 again, you would get that $100 worth of Ethereum token in your possession, which then you could either, if they accept Ethereum, pay in Ethereum, or you can convert that Ethereum to US dollars and then have to go that way. You know what's crazy? It's like, as you're, as you're saying, like, maybe let's say Disney does take this disbit as, mm -hmm. it, you know, payment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it seems like, yes, it's all very highly technical and there's a ton of technology behind it. But I'm thinking like back into the, back in the day when there were merchants, the Phoenician merchants, mm -hmm. let's say, they were exchanging goods for these, you know, for, for value. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like we're regressing again. It's not it is. That's moving exactly what forward. It is. It's just a different form. That, it's, that's exactly what's happening. Literally, that is exactly what's happening. We're going back to the days where we used to trade rice and other things like that because because at the end of the day, if it, this technology forces people to understand what currency and trading of value is because right now the dollar is not worth anything. It's not backed by gold like it used to be. The dollar is only worth its value, like the US dollar, because the world economies trust it. Mm -hmm. But there's no actual value to a dollar, which is why we're I think we're regressing to these types of digital currencies because 
the dollar is so difficult, like physical money is so difficult to deal with and send, especially with the current financial institutions. It's not secure, technically. And it's not secure. Yeah, you can steal it and things like that. Because if you have one dollar in your hand and someone like literally pickpockets you, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Versus you have this digital currency, it's super secure. You know, once you've taken all those security steps, it's secure and you can, it's believed to have value if that whole network thing comes into play. And it's just the it's just the 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 ultimate way of you know transacting financially. So okay, let's let's talk about how more how this is going to apply to Disney. Yes. And the the, the all the different because I I was thinking more from the angle of if I'm planning my Disney trip, these are the steps I take. If I go on my Disney trip now that I've planned, these are the steps I take in terms of you know I need to pay for this, I need to reserve this. How do I secure this type of thing, you know? But where are you coming from? So uh, first, so we talked about Disbits. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other way that I thought about, which I actually just like thought about it as we were talking, as we were talking about the whole FastPass situation. Mm -hmm. Disney can one day. That was one of my points too, FastPasses. But anyways, go ahead. Disney can one day use blockchain technology to um, offer FastPasses. So they can have an app, again, because these things are contracts, right? These, you know, tokens and coins and things that are on blockchain, they're all just contracts, basically, of, of whether it be ownership or agreements um, that's coded into the into the technology. So Disney cre- can create the fast pass, you know, uh, blockchain thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm signing up, I can pay for whether it be whatever, maybe even if it's just my, my, my entrance fee, I can pay for whatever. And then they can say, okay, you can choose from these three um, fast pass thingies or whatever. Perfect. I got my fast passes on the on the Bitcoin. I mean, on the blockchain. I have my fast pass contracts, whatever. And it says these are the times I can ride these rides. What if, for whatever reason, you're like, mm, I don't want to, or I need to change something, or I want to trade my fast pass? You can on the blockchain network, whatever app they have. You can say, "Hey, would you like to trade this fast pass with with me?" With like another consumer. With another consumer. Yeah. Or they can just sell it. You know, for whatever, like even if it's like a dollar. Oh, you that's know, so like, sneaky. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can say, "Oh, you know, I have these fast passes. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to use it. I can sell it or whatever." Which I mean, I, I can see how that might be very difficult to do. Like you probably wouldn't be able to do that unless you're like they, they would probably put in restrictions there to prevent that from happening. Well, like selling because if any, I can always just like you know get a fast pass for next year and then sell it to someone then. Well, like, you know so what's think, interesting though because like this is and this is kind of harken just staying on fast passes, harkening back to the day of paper fast passes. What people would do is not sell them, but you know, just create a magic for another family. Like, Hey, I have these two space mountain fast passes. I'm not going to use them yeah. here. They are. And I mean, I'm sure that it, you don't have to necessarily sell them yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't be, maybe Disney wouldn't allow the sa- the selling of it, but it would be transferable. Like it has no value at all, but yeah. it's just, it is like an entity, but it would be transferable instead of being wasted because right now that fast pass that you just, that you didn't go to was wasted when someone else could have gone through that fast pass line. Right? Well, you with me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've just got like another thought in my head because like I, I don't I don't quite understand like how the difference of what the Disney app is now, like how is this going to be any different? Well, it's it's because of the your probably your ability to give it to someone else. Okay. So because right now you can't like if if I have a fast pass that's at like if it's four o'clock and I have a fast pass at five o'clock. And I don't go to that. It's already registered by Disney that I'm on. I'm supposed to be in that FastPass line. Mm-hmm. I can't cancel my FastPass. You can. But will that open it up to someone else? I don't know. Okay. It might. Well, 
Well, I didn't know you could cancel fast passes, first of all. <laughs> okay. So maybe this like goes out the window. But if you didn't want to cancel or whatever, you can just give it to someone else. And but the the whole thing though is that like it would just be made on using the technology, okay. which would make it transferable easily, um, or or not. So, but that's okay. but fast passes would be one of my ideas to use it on. Okay, and then I I guess we already kind of covered like if if you're going to be. It's, it's probably similar to reserving a fast pass, similar to making a reservation at a hotel. You can pay for the hotel with this particular um, currency. Um, now, in terms of like something like a magic band, do you see that like blockchain technology being integrated into something like a magic band? Yeah. Where it's like that easy and yes. I, I mean I guess now that I'm saying it out loud I kind of see it more than just at Disney like this is my band to life and I banned everything to pay for stuff because well, this is where all my money is the way we the way it's currently paid for now and they're developing technologies for it to be done through the air right now it's through QR codes so I just yeah. scan your I just scan your phone with your QR code and that payment is sent instantly but now they're already developing technology where it's like Apple Pay and like how the magic band is where you, when you tap it or you put it close to it, that whole transaction happens. Mm -hmm. But yes, I do think that's going to also be like through blockchain and everything. So, go ahead. It's crazy because like, well, everything that we use a credit card for at Disney, we're just going to be using, like the process might even feel the same, even though the backing technology, like you were saying, like we don't really know how a credit card works, for instance. Exactly. Like that backing technology is going to be different, but the actual experience for us will be either the same or a little bit more simplified. Yeah, it, it'll likely be maybe the same additional. Or simple. Yeah, yeah, maybe additional features of some kind. But An another thing that you can uh, use, you can use this technology for is 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 other currencies, right? So you can have these things called Disney coins. Let's call it. So, and there can be a set supply of Disney coins. Now you can earn. Disney might be able to set up a way that you can earn these Disney coins and then use these Disney coins also as payment instead of just using money. For example, you can say, okay, Disney can have an event, say, okay, we're having this event at, you know, at Epcot and the first thousand people that come to Japan are going to get, you know, a thousand of these coins or whatever. That come to Japan or from Japan? That come to in oh, the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I forgot what we were doing. Okay. Yeah. 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 So... So if you, so if you for, go to Epcot, Disney can have an event, say everyone that comes to this event, and it could be like on some off hours or something, you know, like a, a secret, because you're on the newsletter you got, mm -hmm. that it makes it a little bit more limited. If you get to that place and you do whatever event it is, they would airdrop you these coins. And these coins can then, you, you can use them as payments, whether it be for food at Disney or whether it be for... Or maybe a disbit. Or maybe a disbit, exactly. Or But it's it's just a way of easily giving you rewards for something and uh, for some action that they that you did, which you can then use those rewards for a discount on some other purchase. Mm -hmm. But it's just instead of giving you, handing you a 5% coupon or saying, oh, thanks, it's just a super simple, fun way to give you another form of like currency rewards so you can go do, then do another action at Disney. Wow. I mean, I can definitely see how it's going to be like the, like the, the, the possibilities are really endless yeah. because literally 
everything can have a little bit of this technology to again like either convert or simplify or make it faster like whatever it may be like it's really really interesting to see how when us as disney lovers we're just kind of like oh let me plan my trip this and that and then all of this can be more streamlined or enhanced like the experience can be enhanced in some way because disney has started to integrate this type of technology yeah and i think that from the research that i've been seeing i can almost I do know it's going to get regulated at some point, but I can almost guarantee that Disney will be utilizing this technology in something that they do, in something that they do, whether it be in a couple years from now or ten years from now. Like it's going to be used, and I think it's pretty insane what's happening. So, you know, again, people that are going to start researching, you know, blockchain and Bitcoin and things like that, and if you do decide that you want to have some of this currency because you think it's the future, be extremely careful and do like research how to research. Because that's like important because you might think you're doing your own research on finding out something about, you know, a coin and you want to invest in it. But you actually you, you're not you're missing a bunch of things that you don't you never even knew about to look for. So before you start investing, research how to research and then research <laughs> like what you're going to invest in, because, again, it's it, it can be dangerous. You can lose money um, and get your money stolen. But I do think it's going to be like something of the future. And. Um, I think hopefully one day, one day we'll look back at this and be like, yeah. And the crazy thing is that like we're two lay individuals talking about this. You know, there's much, you know, much more way smarter people that are in this space, whether they be at Disney or, you know, or in blockchain crypto technologies, that they're probably going to come and do something that we've never even heard of to Disney, you know, so... They're probably already hired by Disney. Like knowing Disney, like they are, they're, they do so much ahead of time yeah. that we don't even realize that it's, it's definitely already happening and it's it's scary because it's happening like with us not being knowledgeable about it at all yeah. and and things are probably going to change but i mean it's definitely going to happen sooner than later mm-hmm. and i i honestly don't i don't like change yeah as most of you guys don't thanks but i hope that it was i know it was a lot but i do hope that it helped someone understand this like just a little bit more and see how it's gonna, you know, be applied to Disney. Well, honestly, Richie, the the mountain comparison nailed it. Yeah, like okay. that really brought it home for me. Good. So I really appreciate that, good, and I'm good. sure a ton of other people do because I mean it's been so much in the news lately that I'm mm. sure a lot of people are still baffled, as we all are, yeah. by what's going to come from this and what the history behind it is. But yeah. I really, really appreciate you taking the time, and research, and trying to explain it to somebody who's a Disney lover. <laughs> yeah. Because putting it in Disney terms makes things so much more accessible. Yeah, true. (laughs) Final thoughts? No, I hope. Hopefully one day, I I, hopefully one day we'll you know be trading disbits and you know getting Disney tokens for rewards. But cool, I got. Well, I appreciate everybody for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Medium, Twitter, Facebook. I said that already. <laughs> SoundCloud. Well, and SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, Google Play. And Google Play. We also have an Alexa skill that's called the Walt Daily, which I want everybody to subscribe to. It's super fun to produce, and I hope that you guys can bring a little magic to your everyday Alexa flash briefing by subscribing to it. And Richie, as always, thank you for accompanying me on this Disney journey. Yeah. My first time doing the, the finale, so <laughs> I don't know what to say. But Nailed it. As always, we just hope that everybody has a little bit of magic. We hope, as always, 
We hope that this brought a little bit of magic to your day. We really, really appreciate you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.